Kings and Queens, it's the series finale podcast. We're, We're back. Here. Three Boston comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never, never even seen. seen. I'm I- Zach. I'm John Paul. And I'm Jack. Every, hey. Every Thursday, we got a free episode coming out to you where we watch the finale. And then every Sunday night, not as backwards, every Sunday, <laughs> we give you a little free episode. But uh, Thursdays, if you want bonus content, free hour-long episodes where we're talking about premieres, we're watching The Sopranos, we're watching Billions, patreon.com slash series finale. And it's not free. It's five <laughs> bucks a month. It's five it's, bucks. It's free. It's almost free. It's, it's, it's free. so cheap, it's almost it's free. It's free. $5 to an adult is free. Someone comes up to me, they say it's free. <laughs> like, if someone came up to you, they said, hey, John, I'll... Do something special for five dollars. You'd say that's free. <laughs> I mean, Zach sees Zach's money is meaningless to Zach. He's an he's an elite limousine liberal, so right. he's rich. <laughs> and five dollars is nothing to I'm him. Elite for us, for me and Jack, we're hardworking blue collar guys. American so men. for us, every penny that we earn is right. incredibly important. We never would waste it on anything frivolous. Exactly. That's my union dues, bro. Five <laughs> bucks a month. Hey, I used to pay fourteen dollars a paycheck to the union. Local twenty three. Really? Yeah, local twenty. How much is that all time? Oh, I've given how many hours of, of suck jobs is that <laughs> <laughs> a week? <laughs> how much do, do you get it back when you leave? No, no, no. You just you get stronger benefits and you get higher pay as you, a result of being in the union. Yeah, union strong, baby. Yeah, you get the benefits. It's totally worth. Although, it. Although, never mind. I won't comment on it. Some people have different views on unions, but I feel very good about mine, and I hope everybody unionizes. Comment, Donald. I won't. Why? <laughs> what does it matter? I don't want to bring up anyone's ongoing union negotiations and not, you know. <laughs> uh, because in this country, we got fat cats down on Wall Street, okay? Yeah. And they see the little man try and unionize, like what happened with the Somali people in Minneapolis in, in, in Amazon warehouse. And Amazon comes in and they crush it. They don't want people to unionize. This is why Trader Joe's, you're not my favorite grocery store, okay? No. Wow. They don't allow a union. They say we're so fun. We wear Hawaiian shirts. You can ride a forklift. They won't let you ride a union. But they also <laughs> just treat their their workers well. Until they don't. That is why conservatives in this country and people in this country who feel strongly about civil liberties feel that they need to be defended at the periphery because if they aren't defended absolutely now, then they could be encroached upon. You know, well, you have to defend yourself. freedom. You, you cannot say to someone, oh, it doesn't matter. You don't need the freedom because we are good to you. Because being good to you is a choice, and that's a temporary status. It could change. It's like in the book The Giver, right? They live. <laughs> Lay it on, brother. <laughs> they live in this amazing world, and it actually things are pretty solid. There's no disease. Right. Nobody's dying. It's like pretty solid shit. But there's no memory of the past. Yep. Because it was bad news, and they wiped it out, and they don't let anybody have it, right? And so, and they make you have sex with breeders yeah they make you sign up for sex you don't even get to just go hit on chicks at bars so wait th- sex is assigned to you yes <laughs> like andrew yang is advocating for <laughs> andrew yang wrote the giver <laughs> oh damn. sounds like a perfect paradise to me yeah well some argue some conservatives i guess would say that the giver is a perfect movie 
<laughs> slash bull. I, I don't think so. No? No, conservatives would not argue that because that's big government. That's a totalitarian, authoritarian But regime. conservatives don't like unions. Yeah, they don't like... I don't know why they... that Those two things shouldn't be in Congress. There is a type of person that has been described as anti-big. Anti-big government, anti-big Your business. girlfriends, obviously. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, That's I, so oh, funny. Because oh. <laughs> it was a small beach show? Yeah, That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were commenting on the, the, the weight of uh, the no, size No, I was talking about your little women. penis. That <laughs> was so good. <laughs> Thank oh, you. That Let is me, pretty good, yes. Thank you. So a couple. I mean, I can't high five you, but I want it. Yeah, that was pretty good. So I was making a, like a compelling point about Eisenhower era Republican. I think I was, but, someone uh, else would have to decide if it was compelling or not. My, <laughs> my point. Uh, okay. Whatever. I was making a, a compelling argument because I give it that poll. Yeah, dude. So what show did we watch today, fellas? We, we watched the final episode of The Mist. The Mist. This was a Spike original series. Oh, it was? Yeah. This yeah. Was oh, they did Spike. a wonderful job. Spike has good production value. Spike, this was the, the, this was the, the network for men. Blade was on Blade, that's Famously. right. I forgot about so Blade. So this is a black network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are prominent black actors in both shows. Right. Pros, pros versus Joes is on Spike. Right. right. A Thousand Ways to Die. Dude, right. all I remember from that is like it, one, the one episode I saw of A Thousand Ways to Die was getting your bicho stuck in the zipper and yeah. like bleeding out yeah. on the artery. <laughs> I used to, I've beaten off to A Thousand Ways to Die. What? Yes. Because Spike used to like... Brother. Okay. Here, <laughs> don't, now, stop. Because <laughs> Spike had all these like really horrible shows where they were just like anthology. Like they were just long like listicles basically yeah and that's a great point that yeah. is very prescient analysis spike right. was the original buzzfeed exactly yeah. so it was all these listicles and they would just shoot one big dated women so like that thousand ways <laughs> to die was literally always like it would just be like oh the man the man ran over his arm by accident with the lawnmower but the way they would spike it up would be like, like would a be, huge thing. Right. The EMT comes right. with like her exactly. flat, with like her fat exactly. titties. The like. man, and it would be like he was distracted. No way, really? Yeah, he was like he was distracted on his lawn, on his ride along lawnmower because there was a beach going, or there was a <laughs> bunch of hot j- chicks sunbathing at the pool, and then he would like fall asleep and like run over himself while all these like women like ran around with big titties. That's great. And so I would like. Beat off once in a but while. Didn't you understand? Catch my eye. Yeah, but didn't you feel scared, like beating off to the same titties that killed a guy? <laughs> <laughs> it has crossed some wires. I have to admit that haven't been uncrossed yet. <laughs> Can I you ask like you moral this? danger? Mm-hmm. Would you just be watching Thousand Ways to Die and then you got owned up, or you'd be like, I could jack off right now and look okay. up scenes? If I was watching S- Spike TV, it was probably between eight and eleven at night on a Friday night, and I was sad. Probably You're at home. Well, of course, I where, where you got no friends to hang out with? Oh, 13, 11. I thought you were like 22. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm probably between like 11 and 14 years old. So if I had had plans, they were probably for Saturday night. I'm probably at home. Mom and dad have gone to bed. I've got the TV and to myself. And you got old Spike TV yeah, fired up. Spike TV to myself. Your boys, Jay Owen, right in the fucking underneath the, the pillow cushion. Will you, will, you, oh. <laughs> will you go down memory lane? Tonight and maybe revisit Spike.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm gonna tell you now. Mist 
didn't get me horny, surprisingly. Even though I knew it was from Spike TV, so I had half a chub already, <laughs> it did not get me that horned up. This is a uh, this is a C- TV series that has actually been... It's based off a, a short story, a long short story by Stephen King. It's actually been adapted several times yeah, already before yeah. the show came out. Um, uh, what's, I, is that what people call your penis, a long short story? <laughs> <laughs> they call it a long fat story. Um, this is this is a great example of a show that was canceled and not, did not know that it was finished. Ooh. Yes, they set it up. Let me say this right now. This requires a level of buy-in. I bought in. Really? I was ready to accept this show where it was and take it everywhere. But it had like a little scariness to it. And I don't like scary. Like the scariest movie I've ever watched is Signs on yes. TV yes. Yes. You yes. Talked at about 4 p.m. So for me, the mist is perfect. I could feel like, ooh. <laughs> right. I mean, there's nothing really that scary about it. Even it, when they go outside and like you meet the monster. I know. You get consumed by the mist, but who cares? Yeah, no, I know. It wasn't that scary. I agree with you. But the end of this show was also amazing. I don't want to spoil it yet. All you right. could spoil it. No. We find I, out. I, I would, I would, I would, let's leave it to, let's reveal it. Right, so right. Broad Strokes breakdown people from a town have fled into a shopping mall to avoid a mysterious mist that kills people if you're stuck in it inside the shopping mall the rule of law has gone haywire and there are major conflicts that are ending in death it's people are trying to assert corporal punishment in the totality of force in an area they're trying to develop a state it's what's it called it's um the island of pigs or whatever Oh, the Rosie O'Donnell's house. <laughs> <laughs> it no. is. Um, it is. Lord uh, of the Flies. Lord, Lord of, of the Flies. flies. Yeah. <laughs> I was close. Yeah, Island you were, of the Pigs. You were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is very. This is kind of similar to the Stephen King short story, where in the Stephen King short story, this mist envelops this town in Maine, mm-hmm. and people are trapped inside of a small space. It's a. It's a, a grocery store in the short story. Um, in the short story, what's way more prominent is that. In the mist, there are creatures and monsters that like roam around and kill you if you're I outside. Like that. If you're caught outside in it, right? Uh, and inside the grocery store, there is a particular woman who's very religious, and she whips everyone up to a religious fervor. And eventually, people that are trapped in the grocery store decide to like escape and drive off to the wow. mist. Wow! They adapted this into a feature film uh, a few years ago with Thomas Jane, and uh, the feature film is pretty well regarded. Um, it didn't do that well at the box office, but it ha- it changes the ending in a huge way from the story. And the ending is one of those people either love it or they hate it. And I'm going to spoil it for Fade you guys. Fade to black. I want to spoil it for you guys right now. So in the short story, they all escape into this car and they drive off, kind of similar to the end of the, sh- to the TV show. Right. In the short story, they drive off and uh, they're trying to get to like Hartford, uh, Connecticut. Because they, they, they work in the insurance agency. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they, they work at Aetna. <laughs> they think that there's a radio signal coming from there. And as they drive on the way there, they encounter like this, you know, this huge creature that must be like 10 stories high in the mist. It's like this gigantic cyclopean creature. Represents traffic jams in Connecticut. It, uh, it represents traffic. <laughs> In the movie with Thomas Jane, they escape the grocery store and they're driving through the mist and they like eventually the car breaks down and like it they're like um they're creatures outside and like the people it's so hopeless, like they're fucked, the car is broken down, the creatures are outside, they got no food, no nothing. Thomas Jane is in the car with his son and two other people, and Thomas Jane has a revolver. And Thomas Jane kills the other three people in the car so they don't have to suffer 
And then he's out of bullets. He's used all the bullets on the people. He can't kill himself with a gun. So he gets out of the car to let the creatures in the mist take him. And he's standing outside the car, waiting for the creatures to come. And coming out of the mist, who comes out of the mist? Jesus. A U.S. Army vehicle. U.S. Army vehicles come pouring out of the mist. And they are controlling the situation. They were going to be saved. They were seconds away oh, from being God. saved. Damn. What did you think? Did you like it? I think it's amazing. I love it's that. It's so great. And Thomas Jane is a great actor. He plays it so well. I'm going to watch this movie. That he just killed all these. He it killed his children. spooky. Boy. It's so dark. It's crazy. Yeah. This show, this show was kind of dark. They nailed the mob mentality very well. That's the big theme I'd say in the show is that the true monster is within ourselves. Yes, that's what always Stephen King that's is. <laughs> like that is his main thing. You know, I love the episode we did about um, Storm of the Century. Storm of the Century. Right. Give that, me what I want, and I will go away. Yeah, the, I, I actually liked Storm of the Century. I thought it was not bad. Yeah, you, you like Stephen King quite I'm a, a bit. I'm you a big Stephen to King a fan. I, that's devoted. The to Losers it. Club with Stephen <laughs> King. Uh, the Losers Club, great pod. The Losers Club is one of the top podcasts on iTunes now. Really? Yes, it's in the top. Like you should go 50. on it. You should try and get on it. I would love to. I, I know, love you would to. go. Banana I would never land. get you on. You would do but a I great job. Yeah. I am one of the top fans of Facebook. Yeah, but I do love. I am a big fan of Stephen King, um, and I love the podcast. And it's interesting because now we're living in a, a new King Renaissance where they're adapting a lot of his works I again. Yeah, he's getting a new uh, the new Shining movie. This new Shining won't movie. End. When he dies, they'll keep doing it. They've talked about this too. A lot of dead authors are getting adaptations. Yeah, yeah. He's it, gonna keep going. But it, but Stephen King, I feel like he does miss the mark quite a few times throughout his career. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he he writes the let the the level of output he has is like insane compared to almost every other writer. He in the must world. work nine to five. He says, "All right." So he says he write. I mean, he's uh, he's a real workhorse guy. So he says, if you want to be a writer, you have to write for four hours a day and you have to read for four hours a day every. Every single day. So that's yeah. how he does it. So he good. puts out an insane amount of stuff. Like he put out, you know, a full length novel not that long ago. You know, really? and he and he come out with like a short story collection before that. He puts out. He's at this point. He's putting out like a couple of novels a year, which Dude, is really it's fast. It's got to be hard to come up with ideas. Like I remember my dad reading one, and like on the cover, it was like a cell phone attacking a person. And it was that just would like, be Stephen King's cell. Yes, and it's just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was adapted into a movie with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Real, he must be wealthy it's, as fuck. It's con- yeah. And he lives in Maine, so yeah. his purchasing power is huge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if Stephen King is wealthy enough he could own the Red Sox. He probably could at no. least be a minority owner. <laughs> They're a billion-dollar organization. He Stephen does King's have probably C- worth three or 400 Bruce Springsteen is worth nine hundred million. Are you? Are we gonna guess it? Yeah, let's okay. guess. Okay, all right, I'll Try look it. it up. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with uh, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Stephen King Network. With the options, I won't do prices right rules, but I am thinking about doing one. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what a student loan situation is. <laughs> I'm gonna guess he's worth four hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like everything he writes gets adapted. I mean, a lot of stuff. They even adapted that shitty ass cell book where it was like the cell phones are attacking <laughs> us. It's so stupid. It was a bad book. I read the whole thing. Did you? You and you hated it? Yeah, I didn't like it. What's your favorite Stephen King book that is disliked by most? Oh, dude, it's four hundred million. To wow, bu- like, the man is rich. Yeah, yeah very, very rich. rich. You know why though? You know how Jimmy Buffett and Bruce make all the money? It's not just in the music. It's not just no, in the it's books. Very little is that. 
Jimmy Buffett owns two cruise lines. He has a retirement home, a Margaritaville retirement home. <laughs> Stephen King needs to get into that kind of stuff. Dude, I've I been, in, I've been into Jimmy Buffett's restaurant before. It's it's so tacky. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrible. It's microwave food. Cheeseburger in paradise. Cheeseburger in paradise. I think Stephen, Stephen King's sober Illuminati. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Stephen King is big time sober I Illuminati. I think he was a harrowing alcoholic. Yeah, he talks about when he wrote the book... Um, Cujo. Cujo. He was like on coke. He like says this. he doesn't remember writing it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was coked out of his mind. Has he read it and been like, hey, pretty good. <laughs> Cujo, Cujo is a fucking pretty scary little it's movie. It's one of the more famous ones, right? That's yeah. the dog. That's Johnny the dog. Depp's in that. Native They're trying American to Johnny remake Depp. Cujo right now. Really? Yeah. It's probably too hard to do because dogs are so beloved. Yeah. I don't know. Not all cultures love dogs. <laughs> That's I, true. I think the tides could be turning. The tides of the dog is going bimodal here. We That's have true. people who love the dog. They bring it into breweries. They put diapers on it. They pay people to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And then we have people like me who don't like the dog. No, I know. <laughs> and there are other groups of people that agree with me. I think, hello, he's talking about mainland Chinese. Don't mainland like, Chinese? Right. Uh, mainland Chinese. Older Italian people don't like dogs. That's kind of probably where mainland Chinese and Uyghurs can come together. Yeah. Just I like a dog. the kennel like by dogs. putting down dogs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they can put the, you know, hold hands while they inject dogs. That'd be good. Yeah, I think you've solved world peace. <laughs> 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 all right. So this, yeah, this movie is all mob mentality. This show, it does have a movie vibe, though. You can watch the last episode and be like, ah, I got be it. Be happy with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was similar. Yeah, very similar to Stormer Century. I was annoyed, though, once they go outside and they do show the miss actually killing somebody. It's it also, a bit like, of a letdown. There's a refractory period here. Like, you can walk around in the mist for a while. For quite some time. And it's yeah. unclear when you're going to get like, popped. You, they could have just been like, they could have just like, okay, you just go into that house over there and make sure your door's shut. Like people could have just lived in the town and been like, you have thirty seconds to run from house to house. Yeah, you I know, mean, people are getting in vehicles and driving. Yeah, they'd be in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interval training up in Maine. Uh, but there are a few scenes here that I really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and they all involve towards the end. But there's two distinct ones that I can. I see. might have those clips. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, I, have you ever been trapped? I like the the setting of a mall. I thought that was like perfect because everything's there. It's a, it's it's a community. It's a biosphere. Yeah, and it's a frequent like thing in horror cinema and stuff. Like for instance, famous horror film Dawn of the Dead is like a zombie apocalypse, and right. it's all set within a mall. And I think if you trust, tell me if you guys think I'm wrong on this. I talked with a uh, series finale listener, Matt Cohen, about this. When I was like a child, I did have like fantasies, fantasies. about what it would be like to be hang in the mall. Yes. Like after it was closed, yep. you could go into all the different stores and stuff like that. It, it seemed like a cool idea. Mine was the grocery it, store. It, it's oh, yeah. it nails your childlike sense of wonder. Yeah. It really does. It, 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 you, it hits your imagination and... Even as an adult, you hold on to it a little bit. You're like, yeah. You immediately send you back and be like, you think about what stores you would hit <laughs> and like what you would get together and like where you would section like section yourself. <laughs> it also hits the real true horror of the mall, which is the destruction of mom and pop shops on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I was in a mall though. I was in a mall. You you've been trapped. I've been yeah. trapped. In a mall. I was a shift manager at Moe's Southwestern Grill in the Hanover Mall in Hanover, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> One day, a mad shooter came into the mall and took the place hostage. It turns mm. out that the man had lost a lot of money. He was CEO of something called Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and when the stock tanked, he went broke and he went on a rampage. <laughs> now, Moe's Southwestern Grill is always busy. <laughs> 
Since the South Shore is a very white place, but also a hub of limousine liberalism, <laughs> most Southwestern Grill had become the hub of the Trump resistance. <laughs> white liberals felt the need to stand in solidarity with their Mexican neighbors and built a wall around Moe's Southwestern Grill. Okay. Wow. No Mexican people worked at Moe's, but it did turn it into a nice, safe bomb shelter. Nice. As gunshots ricocheted throughout the mall, chaos ensued. People tried everything. They threw salt from Auntie Annie's pretzels into the shooter's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and a few resourceful little people hid inside of a Z-cup brassiere at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, the people came to Moe's. Eventually, the place got so crowded that we had to get people out of there. And we had to keep everybody calm. As shift manager, I got everybody together and we started making burritos for free for everybody. Wow. The house. Wow. Things were going well and people were calm. Suddenly, an annoying man named Daniel complained that cilantro made his mouth taste soapy. <laughs> I became apoplectic. Ooh. As a burrito guy, I hate this talking point. I find it boring, trite, in Loserville Central. <laughs> I snapped myself and went on a rampage with the fire extinguisher, spraying everybody with toxic chemicals. Finally, the police came and arrested me. Even though I was American-born, I was deported for confusion surrounding my tenure as a shift manager at Moe's Southwestern Grill. <laughs> wow, dude. Deported after because of that? Yeah, I was deported. Damn. Deserved. What about you? Have you ever been trapped inside of like a yeah. small so, space? Yeah, there was like this crazy thing once where I was trapped in the Big Bass Pro in Shop. In the closet? <laughs> <laughs> I was trapped in the Big Bass Pro Shop during what forecasters were calling the storm of the century. As a New England guy who is used to that kind of weather, I was ready for it and headed out to get some fishing line to play poop dollar when the storm oh settled. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I underestimated the storm, and when I was in the Big Bass, Big Bass Pro Shop, I got snowed in with the rest of the customers and the employees. Things started off civil and pretty fun, actually. When we all set up our own tents and started to play bocce and cook the fish from the display tank. <laughs> the next day, though, to keep the fun alive, I set up a poop dollar oh. that I had wiped my butt with <laughs> and put it outside my tent. Oh. <laughs> and then when people bent down to get the dollar, they would have to touch the poop dollar. A bunch of people were watching and we were all laughing. Oh. Until Bishop Desmond Tutu <laughs> <laughs> bent over to pick up the poo dollar. Oh wow. Everyone laughed at him and he began and he began <laughs> to laugh. But then Desmond started crying and he was ashamed. <laughs> we all went <laughs> to bed high from huffing lighter fluid and making love. <laughs> Desmond woke me up by tapping his balls on my forehead <laughs> and taking a Snapchat of him. What? Desmond Tutu teabagged you in a Bass Pro Shop? Yeah. He sent it to everyone and people were laughing in my face. Oh. I was so pissed and angry and maybe going insane because of the storm. So I walked over to the hunting section, grabbed an axe, and chopped off Tutu's head. Wow. <laughs> I grabbed his skull and shoved a poop dollar in his mouth. Oh, my God. Dude, this is sadistic. <laughs> the next day, we, la we left the Big Bass Pro Shop. It had been seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, things really disintegrated fast. Quickly. I know what that's like, though. Uh, last year, I drove up north to do some stand-up comedy shows in Maine, the home of Stephen King. My show was in Westbrook, Maine, which is the hometown of one of the creators of the Ninja Turtles. 
On the way there, I decided to stop off at a big mall in Portland. As I got out of my car, I began to see a yellowish cloud of vapor settling over the area. It was otherworldly and not natural, so I ran inside the mall. I quickly barred the door behind me, and I watched as the yellowish vapor seemed to suffocate seven or eight refugee children who had been trapped outside. Some of the other mall patrons wanted to help them, but I told them it was too dangerous. The yellow vapor surrounded the mall and smelled like urine. We began to call it the pissed as we huddled, (laughs) trapped in the main mall. There was Julio, who gave out food court free samples. Tiffany, who worked at Forever 21, and Vince, an extremely depressed manager at Sears. We decided to try to wait out the situation. Julio passed out food samples to everyone. Tiffany had us all change out of our clothes into sexy black miniskirts. And Vince (laughs) gave us power tools from Sears and also booked us some time in the Sears portrait studio. (laughs) I started a podcast that focused on mall survival called What's in Store. We began to form a society within the mall. However, eventually, we began to turn on each other. Julio, Vince, and Tiffany became a thruple and made a point to tell me (laughs) that I was not invited to their date nights at Auntie Annie's Pretzels, even though they had to come during my weekly shift there. I would sit there and watch them laugh and joke (laughs) and eat pretzels, the pissed swirling outside, and I went mad with jealousy. One day, when they were all holding hands, I approached them with an improvised weapon I made out of a gumball machine. They were shocked, and I told them that I could no longer stand to see them live in happiness together while I was alone and miserable. They had a choice. Assign me a lover like the plan of president candidate, a presidential candidate Andrew Yang, or I would force them all out into the piss to die. Damn. They refused, and I opened the doors and started swinging my gumball machine, pushing them back towards the yellow cloud of pissed. Suddenly... A figure emerged out of the pist. It was Zach Brazau, totally nude. <laughs> he explained that as a huge secret kingster, ever love every lover he had ever taken had pissed all over and in his mouth, and that the pist had no effect on him. Wow, That's hilarious! He hotwired a car, and now we drive through the pist, searching for others. Zach has joined the poly relationship, and I am still not invited. <laughs> We are heading to one place, and I whisper two words. One is Hartford. The other is Hope. Wow. I love that, That's dude. beautiful. I love that. All right, so let's break down the show a little bit. There's this main guy who's a cop, right? Or he was like the security There's officer. a sheriff, and then right. there's a cop. Sheriff Isil. Someone has taken over the thing. Two people are being detained. There is a prison. Right. Yes, there's Alex and her mother, Eve. Alex right. is a teen girl. And her mother Eve is uh, is trying to help her because Alex seems like she's sort of become like a focal point of this group's right. of the mall group's right. hatred, related she, to sex in sexual activity. This is, is a, one, yeah, go ahead. She was raped, I think. Yes, yes. this is one of the bi- my biggest marks against the show. Okay, is that Alex's rape is a real focal point of the show, and I think they handle it. Incredibly poorly. No grace. No grace She's at like all. She's heavily blamed for <laughs> manipulating the situation. Right. Falsely accusing one no, guy. No, no. You but know, that, it's awful. But it, I think it's not impossible for this sort of thing to happen. Hey, you're right, brother. Because Stephen King's he, just holding a mirror up to society. Exactly. This, Look at me. You know. Yeah. But I mean, the I mean, the one of the things I think is kind of distasteful is that in the show. 
the rapist it's like kind of a mystery of like who the rapist yeah. is a who done right. it it's like right. a who done right. it that's great and so i'm like why yeah. is this is this bizarre she's that, not even sure who raped yes. her. yeah it's yes. like she even seems like kind of fun and curious about who is it, yes. it's gonna be yeah so i feel like this point. is handled really really badly uh, like, but other than that and great you, show you guys should would, <laughs> you guys and maybe we shouldn't be surprised executive producer on the show Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. No way. Yes. yes. Really? That's not a joke. Harvey Weinstein was like prominently featured in the credits of this yeah. Wow. That changes Damn, everything. Actually, the mist was just har- a bunch of Harvey Weinsteins outside demanding you enter their hotel room and you'll embarrass them. Oh, God. Damn, dude. That was I, horrible. That's rough. We do not stand with Harvey. Well, you do, but me and John Paul don't. No, yeah. I, I was actually, <laughs> you're actually already standing right now. <laughs> I was. I said I don't stand with Harvey. <laughs> so I did not know that. But yeah, the rape thing is really not. Done I think well. it's. I think it's handled very, very poorly. But I mean. Um, I mean, there are other things it about it that Spike are okay. TV. What yeah. did we expect? <laughs> so Harvey Weinstein was involved with Spike TV? I know. That's kind of surprising because he sort of sees himself as like uh, above it all. Yeah, like a cultural... He certainly sees himself above the law of the land. <laughs> <laughs> but the the show, what they, the thing that they did do that I love was there's this the sheriff who's there. Sheriff Isil. Sheriff Isil has been sort of he's been persuaded by this like shaman type lady, this old lady. Natalie Raven. Mystic. She's a weirdo who sort of convinced him that he needs to sacrifice one of his children to finish the myth. Right. Yes. And this is his son, his name is Jay. And right. we should mention that Jay has is been accused, accused of, rape. of accused of the rape of Alex. Right. And he's prominently accused by a nerdy boy, kind of like a Zach type, named Adrian. Yeah. Adrian is accusing Jay of this rape, and he's like... Right. Adrian is qu- classic white knight style, doth protest too much. He was the actual rapist He the was the actual one. Right. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is, like... It's got to be a rape that we're like, even when yeah, we're talking right, about like, right. actually, he was the of rapist. Teens. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it's not great. And so then the sheriff, thinking that his son was a rapist and it's going to clear up the mist, he's like, okay, I'll sacrifice my son. It's a very sad And now scene. this is an awful scene. It goes on for about three minutes. He's talking <laughs> to his like 18 adolescent year old son as if he's like a baby boy and he's like tearing up. Yeah. And he's like, son, I can't explain it. It's all going to make sense. It's going to be okay. Do you trust me? Do you trust yeah. me? And, and then he shoves his white it, ass out into the mist. Right. And what I do like about the mist being the 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 killer or whatever is like, and the the only thing that's stopping them is just this little glass door. It's right. like kind of it's just interesting it to watch. It doesn't seep through. No, it's no, not no. like carbon monoxide. He just like he just like opens the door and like tells his son to walk out. It. It's very funny to me. It's like. Yeah. But it, it kind of works. It, it builds it up so it much. It works enough. You just buy yeah. into it. I think it's um, it's a really visually effective thing. Like because it's, it's slow, but it's constant. It's like when you're in the mist, you can't see what's out there. And that's one of the things that makes it effective. There's a famous video game series called Silent Hill. It's a survival horror video game series. And in that yeah. series, you wander through a town that's like enveloped in mist. And there are like creatures in it, but you can't like see them because they're like in the mist. So it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Have you definitely. ever experienced mist in real life or a deep fog? I've been creeped out by mist at night for in sure. Maine, dude, it's, never, it's never thick enough for me. You know what I'm saying? It's a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real mist. Do you think that has to do with the male fertility crisis? It's thinning the sea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been I've seen some thick ass mist in my day, and Where? I've been like just like late night driving, you know, seaside, yes, seaside, definitely. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, 
You just like last last weekend I was up in Newburyport and I was outside smoking a butt out in the it's like winter. You were eating ass it, outside. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it was kind of something freaky about it. When you're in the suburbs and it's late, it's spooky. Dude, I've walked 1.4 miles from my parents' house to the North Situate oh train station. He's always bragging about how much walking <laughs> he does. And I did it late at night. I've never felt less, like, more spooked out. Even walk because here you're walking here in the, the city. And it's interesting because... No, it's just dead silent. Oh. When you're so younger, dark. you live for these type of things. You and your buddies walking around, and it's kind of fun at night in the town. Now when you're an older man, like, walking around You have around so much to towns, lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should also just be like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Like, there's no right, crime right. here. And I'm not going to be struck by a supernatural beast. You never know. I should just don't enjoy know, the silence. You don't know. It's right, it could happen. Right. You it could don't happen. Know. But you feel so much more alive because the you can actually monster. feel <laughs> the silence. It's nice. No, you, you, no, There's I no agree. silence in the city. But there's something spooky about silence, you know? Very scary. Silence is very loud. Ooh. Now, uh, in the in the mall, <laughs> this is interesting. When I was taking notes in the show, I pr- I pointed out that like one of the prominent characters. I was like, okay, so this is the mayor, and he's really taking control of the situation. But then I found out it's not the mayor. He's just the mall manager. Yeah, yeah, he's the mall <laughs> manager. He's it's like it's the biggest power trip I think I've ever seen on a TV show. It's I kind of impressive. It's so classic, and it's kind of funny because he's like. Um He's like, his final words are basically like, oh, I'm the manager of this mall, so right. you must accept my authority. It's funny that this would happen. Like, yes. if you were in a supermarket and for some reason you were all stuck in the supermarket, the guy who was like the shift manager would be like, <laughs> all right, we all have to get in the back. And people would be like, yeah, yeah, I guess well, you're right. Well, it's the best because at one point they declare, he declares, this is private property and is right. Unless they formally declared a state of emergency and like declared martial law to take over the mall, <laughs> the manager would have the authority. He has the legal authority <laughs> he to can put- throw people out. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. So let's. I mean, let's get towards the end. Like, so then there's this trial, right, where they are deci- the, this this angry one of the angry security guards with a gun. He's like, you know what? I'm not having this. We're not keeping these people here. They're putting us in danger. He says we're getting them out, and he sends them. He, he starts screaming about it. Why are you doing this? We're just making sure this is a safe space for everyone to be while we wait this out. You're insane. We haven't hurt anyone. We kept to ourselves. Tell that to Shelly. I didn't do anything. I saw you. It's a lie. And how do we trust you? Shelly saw you making out with the boy you accused of rape. Maybe she what? did Maybe she didn't what? Didn't mean it? Is that why you lied about surviving in the mist? You know what, maybe Shelly was right. Maybe you are a part of it. That's why you killed her. Now just stand for this, we're not your prisoners! I have fought too many assholes like you to give up that power freely. Come on! We have the right to defend ourselves! Anybody else disagree? Yeah, I thought so. Whoa. Yeah, that Damn was crazy. Dog. He just went nuts. No, he didn't. He he acted appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> These people were putting the group in danger. Yes, it's all about the group, you but know. But this is what I where I don't agree with you, and I will stand by my point. It will not be DI back down immediately. <laughs> is they're acting like they need to be a, a group. The mall is huge. It's right. like a hundred thousand square. <laughs> just be like, guys. It's tight quarters. We're all together. We haven't showered. I'm sick of you. Yeah. 
go to Home Depot. And you know, it's also what's it? I I am BDI because yeah. you're right about this. But I also <laughs> like. Why are you making a term for this? Just because I did it a bunch of times. <laughs> BDI. The BDI. <laughs> but no, there there also is like this is where a little context for this show would have been helpful. Is like they're like you put us in danger. You said you you said you lived out in the mist. It's like. What would any of that matter? Like, how could she possibly put them in that much danger? Did she leave the door open they're for all, too long? They're all falling victim to like tribalism, and with that comes superstition. And with the, so that the real villain in the show is really a belief in supernatural forces right. and God. Atheism all could right, have saved them all. Why does Stephen King constantly write about supernatural forces? I mean, the guy needs to practice what he preaches. <laughs> I mean, I, all his books are oftentimes filled with annoying Christian overtones that I think are... Well, amazing. higher power saved his life, so... Well, you don't know. He could be talking about Jesus in the Muslim sense. He was still a prophet in the one religion <laughs> of Islam. John Paul, so the, the one thing I would have liked to have seen... So finally, this group gets kicked out, and then you know they like run to a Jeep. We have that clip. Let's listen to the clip right, of them yeah, getting... Yeah. We have this clip, too, of them getting... Of them Things actually out. transpire so he, Before we get that... Um, Alex's father has beaten her rapist savagely, and he's trying to he's trying to get to Alex to help her. He finally gets to Alex, where she's on the brink of being kicked out of the uh, out of the mall with everyone, and they feel like when they get kicked out of the mall, it'll be certain death. And uh, just before Alex's father showed up, there was a huge stupid plot twist, twist where it was revealed that Alex's actual father right. is the chief. Which is I, I thought this was setting up that the sheriff had killed the wrong kid, Maybe. and that he was setting, he was like he put his son out there to get killed, and that would clear up the miss. And I thought this was setting up, oh, the real person that needs to get killed. Is the daughter, and yeah. that's why that will no, clip the No, because he myth. is the father of the son, but then they're trying to set up this whole incest thing that the community knew the whole yes, time, that, and the two of them yeah. couldn't get together. Wait, what? That Jay, well, because yes. if, if Jay and Alex are actually half-siblings, half that means that like they're that, that's that kid incest. raped his sister. Well, he didn't do it. It was Adrian, but not right, Jay. Right, but right. But that their attraction is incestual, which is very hot in TV right now, so that right. makes a lot of and sense. And very hot on Pornhub right now. But they'll they'll reference that in the clip route But that play. might just be the algorithm. <laughs> Get out now! You leave it too. Don't do this. I am not gonna let this place fall into chaos, and chaos is what you bring. Please, this is insane. You attacked us. Please. This is our one chance of safety. I know you. I know you. Please. Please! Just let my family stay. Family? What? Your wife screwed the chief. Your daughter isn't really yours. Not much of a family, huh?
dude, the chief bringing up the cuckold is so unkind. Family, <laughs> your wife slept <laughs> with the chief. Dude, By dude. the way, this actor, this actor has a prominent role on HBO's The Wire, and it was great to see. He's him a back great working. actor, dude. I loved his role so much. It's a great role to be like a power mad mall manager. It's just, it's, it's fun. Fu- it's a yeah. fun character. I mean. You know, you picture this really happening with some loser who works at a mall. Right. And, and, but then, so they send them out. Into the mist. And now mist. we're going to see what happens. How? What does the mist do to people? Right, because to this point we haven't really seen what the mist does. And we, we know saw the kid really get thrown into the mist earlier. Yeah. So we think that a teen boy has gone out and died. Jay. Right, but then he hasn't. The mist starts to attack one of the chicks. They're it all trying Alex. to run to a jeep. And we say the mist attacks... What do you what do you guys see happen? What it, describe like, it? It it's a t- tornado, like a, a thick tornado, sort of wraps around you and starts to throat fuck you. Yeah, it, so it forms hand one from a local children's karaoke <laughs> class. <laughs> huh, in, huh. in this, the actual mist itself appears to like try to kill you. In the original Stephen King short story, the mist isn't really hurting you. It's just that there are creatures hidden in the mist you can't see. That's what kills you. But in this, it's the actual mist itself, which is right. kind of interesting. Yeah, was, just a noxious gas. But yeah. it, like, uh, it wasn't that Didn't good. look that great. No, it looks stupid as fuck. And the fact that they, like, they spend a lot of time outside. You know, if, if, you, if the mist is what kills you, it should be, like, if you're out, oh, if you're not in a safe spot, it's you got ten seconds. Instead, they're like running through a jeep. They're looking at the town. Like this one kid appears to have been wandering throughout <laughs> it for the last thirty minutes. Yeah, it's stupid. We just for the Patreon, we just recorded an episode on Breaking Bad, and that uh, Walter White creates some gas that kills two people in probably like fifteen seconds. I know you right, and this is not mystical in any way. <laughs> no. Right. So, so I didn't. So, in the original move, the the book, it's actual creatures. Yeah, in the in the short story, it's like there are cre- there are hi- hidden creatures, monsters in the mist that will kill you. Where does the mist come from? Do they explain? It's it? It's not totally explained. It's 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 implied that it came from like a military like research base called Project Arrowhead in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. live free or die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the show ends though, and then in a kind of a great scene, but I hated it. Um, they all get in a. Co- they all yeah. get in a jeep. Alex is being attacked by the mist. This was one of the scenes I love. Alex is being attacked by the mist, but Jay has been forced out. He rescues her. Uh, they pile into the into a car, but Jay ends up getting taken by the mist, and they try to drive off and escape. But what you can see in the eyes of the man who's driving is he should drive away and save his family, but he's so pissed at what went down in the mall, and you can see this going on. You can see it coming through his brain that he throws the jeep into reverse. Smashes into the mall, breaks windows, and a bunch of mist goes in. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, you guys, I didn't yeah, catch that. Like, you didn't dude, see that? That was like a wild. That was scene. amazing. I didn't catch that. And then that's so, a great scene, yes, dude. So he's driven in to screw all I the must, people in the I mall. I must have just missed it. Then they get stuck. Missed it. What, right. Well, yeah, it was a Spike TV show. I know what you got up to, right? <laughs> and then he's stuck in the doorframe, and another guy helps him get out. And no, the sheriff him helps. The him. sheriff. And they yeah. ask the sheriff. They say. Sheriff, hop in, even though you didn't do anything to protect us. And, and you fucked my wife. And you <laughs> fucked my wife. Hop in, Sheriff. And they, they drive off, and then the mist begins to attack all these people. They go they go nuts. Before the mist even hits the mole people, they're, like, dying because they're yeah, going nuts. Yeah, why did nuts. that kid live in there for and, like 30 minutes? And the mystic lady, she starts, like, sucking on a demon's tit. Or a well, demon starts sucking on the, the She, like, gives tit. birth to, like, a baby? I didn't get but that But whatever, part. they go nuts. And then the real ending is amazing. Talk about it. 
They're they're booze cruising. Well, wait. Along. One thing too before we get into that. There's also the the mall manager like runs back up to his office and like starts getting paperwork. We had together. to do payroll. Payroll had to go out on Friday. <laughs> I thought that was so he weird. He didn't want anyone to get screwed. Right. That's like when the Titanic went down. The guys wouldn't stop playing their instruments. He's yeah. going to die. And he wants to die doing what he loves. Hey, notice Mall the comics. Paperwork. Always do your time. Do your time. <laughs> I also thought that was like, okay, guys, you see the mist coming in. You see what this guy's doing. You watch him backing up into the plant. Like, go into another store and shut the door. You know? <laughs> you probably can't believe that it's going to go down like that. Yeah. You know, it's just like he'll threaten you, you right. know, a little tease. But so they roll up. They think they're they're driving around. They're booze cruising around. They see lights and they hear a train coming. They're like, "Let's get to and that." And we're train. like, "Maybe we're going to be rescued." And I, in my heart, think they're going to be rescued. And they wait at the end of the platform. All because some of them are nervous about the train. The doors fly open, and they throw screaming inmates into the mist. And the dad, says, Kevin Copeland, they're feeding it. It's a great. Line it to is end so it. sickening and it's amazing. I never would have thought about that. It's a government-led conspiracy to keep the people down. Well, it could mm-hmm. be government, but we always saw where guys with helmets and guns. Right, so they could be private as well. Right. It could well, be Canadian government. Then they yeah. were coming up from um, Nova you know. Scotia. You All know? I'm saying is it would take a lot of eminent domain to get the railway laid. It's tough <laughs> enough in this country to build rail. So I think the feds did. But I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Right? I, yeah, you know what? You guys are selling me on the show a little more. I, I thought that the rape uh, mystery was very handled really poorly. Yes. But I do concede that the the that ending for the sh- for season one is a really good ending it like it deepens the questions around the mist and it like raises the stakes very good right if they had picked up a second season people would have been happy but it was a good finale for sure yeah it might be one of the better finales we've ever watched let me see if i can find out if there was like a pl- if there was like a plan that was like not put in place right and what uh, um so yeah that was interesting it was a great line but it's also like in the second season, are they going to figure out, are they going to possibly do a thruple style relationship with the cuck? No, and no, 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 no. The but they sheriff? would have to figure out who was running the situation and how to fight back. Right, right. All right. Well, let's do a Deepak Chopra moment. Deepak yeah. Chopra, something from the show that you liked. Uh, um, a Jeep Wrangler. I would like to see them do a Wrangler wave <laughs> if they ran into a different guy with a Jeep. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. I thought that Good the, to see the hard top, you know? Yes. I thought that the mall manager's performance was pretty fucking mm-hmm. great. I thought he was just really... He nailed it, and um, he was funny, too. He added some lines that were funny, like especially the cuck line. Oh, that was an amazing line. Yeah. John Paul? Um, my favorite moment for the show was definitely the moment when the security guard uh, exercises his God-given right to shoot somebody who's disobeying his orders. <laughs> it's all security guards yes. do. A black sh- man using um, defend the ground or what you is stand that? Your ground. Stand your ground. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. He sh- he was a security guard who shot a woman, so I call him Paul Blatt. Paul Blatt. <laughs> Blatt, Blatt. Paul Blatt, mall cop. <laughs> Uh, so that's my BTR moment. Right. Security guard doing what's necessary to, to save the world. Role play for the boys? Yeah. Let's do a role play. That sounds great. I'll be the mystic. Natalie Raven. Natalie Raven. Uh, okay. I will be... I'll be the ch- the, the mall manager. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will be... Um, I'll be Adrian. I'll oh. be Adrian, the nerd kid who, is ac- who accused. accused people of crimes they didn't commit. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Adrian. 
I want you to go down there and I want you to start a hysteria. I want you to accuse Mrs. Uh, Souza of <laughs> farting <laughs> last night. Who do? do you remember that fart that got everybody upset? Yeah, you farted. I did fart. Who I had do? a lot of beans last night. Who do I speak to in this mall to uh, set up a Himalayan salt rock machine? You don't. <laughs> you don't do Vendor? it. Those are really popular yeah. right now. Well, are you good. looking for employees? It's good for your zen. Hey, do you vibes. think Tibet should be free? Um, I don't know enough about the situation to comment. Shill, oh. Chinese shill, China <laughs> shill. You shill for the China mainland Chinese government. I'm yeah. just saying we don't know what the Uyghurs oh, said. Okay, hey, the well, Uyghurs <laughs> might have started it. The Tibetans Chi- are not Uyghurs. The two different groups of people <laughs> okay. who are both. You well, you're pretty educated from black mall manager, huh? Well, I don't know why you had to ring race. You have to do it. <laughs> it. But I mean, honestly, on average, a black mall manager is probably higher educated than. A white male manager, because as my father always tell, told me, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Wow. Your father yeah, sounds I like a... I actually, he sounds like a sort of like a, a negative guy. No, he was realistic about I'm the gonna, state of race relations <laughs> in America. I, yeah, I stand with you on that. I'm going to have bumper stickers that say that at my kiosk with my Himalayan soul shakers. You're going to sell bumper stickers that say work <laughs> twice as hard to get half as much. <laughs> the black experience. <laughs> It's actually uh, we sell, sell Himalayan salt shakers and also black power. <laughs> I don't think you should let her have a Himalayan salt lamp store, salt lamp uh, kiosk because um, she shot Martin Luther King. Hey, that's speculation. There baby. were there were multiple shooters. There was. It was me and my she's husband. She's old. She's old enough to do it. Look at her old fucking broad. Ugh. Yeah. Well. Why are you being so rude to me? Because you're wrinkly and nasty. The mall should be for hotties. Okay. That's why we have that suntan station. Why don't you go get a tan? Okay. I don't even want to talk to you till oh. you get a base tan. Okay, okay. Do you Guys. want this pretzel? What kind of pretzel? It's after 9 p.m., so the pretzel's, uh, the pretzel's half price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, can I have one of those hot dog and a pretzel? Style foods? Excuse me? You want a, a pretzel? <laughs> are you dog? looking for a hard... Long Himalayan, <laughs> a hard, long Himalayan piece of rock to, yeah, to, hold, manage, on, to yeah. manage. Hold on, guys. Yeah. If anyone is slinging FBHC full blown hard <laughs> in this mall, it's going to be me. Okay. Well, I have these uh, lambskin condoms. That's disgusting. I'm going home. You, you know guys what? Have when, right. when, I have a, when I have three A group sex, I like to have a little breeze. Let me open up the windows here. Okay. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh I forgot. Oh, no. The mist. Uh, oh, that's your cock. Why? What the <laughs> hell? I didn't mean to. Oh, this mist, though, it's really making me sweat. <laughs> I feel like I gave us a great out for the scene. A very, <laughs> a very clear ending that you continued by being a corpse filleting another corpse. Uh, All right, what do you give the show? I give I give the show um, I give the show now. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, I didn't like it on my initial viewing, but you guys, but my co-host sold me on it. Wow, I give first this time. a ten. The most riveting <laughs> and sardonic finale I've ever seen. Um, I give it a a seven and a half. I thought it was uh, a pretty interesting portrayal of um, nudity. No, of Maine. In the back, I don't know. Something funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good night, America. Good night, Good night guys. America. We love you. Before you stop recording, let's do a special hidden bonus thing. Okay. Ooh. What I want you to do is pull up the missed film ending on YouTube, and we'll make an audio reaction to it. 
All right. All right. Audio reacts. Audio only. reacts. Wait, so if you li- gives me time to think of actually something funny to say for my seven and a half rating. No, uh, you would have had to do that during the see um, if it's on there. <laughs> I, I think it was on there last time I checked. What about Miss Chanel Ethiopian movie? Yes, let's all watch this together and we'll react. Oh, to this it. guy is a very the five minuteer. All right, we're watching. Okay, so if you guys uh, try to f- sing this up at home. He's counting bullets. Four. It has 8,000 upvotes and 298 downvotes. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. There's five of us. This is horrible. Dude, very old woman. Sexy. <laughs> A lot of... I'll figure something out. Oh. Just stack them. <laughs> yeah, the kid. Just put the kid right next oh. to the grandma. This is nuts. I love how this t- pulls no punches. I love the sound of the bullets. Shooting your family with their consent is crazy. Dude, he wouldn't do it without their consent. <laughs> Come on. He's not a monster. Holy shit. Oh. It's, it's, it's <laughs> seen. It's billions. <laughs> it's, it's Paul Giamatti's dad. It's <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Charles Rhodes! Charles Rhodes! Did you know Charles Rhodes Sr. was in this? (laughs) Oh, she's a good actress, too. Charles Rhodes Sr. I want to ask him about this scene. Dude, the kid's waking up. The kid's going to freak. Like, bro, just let us get killed by the monsters. Did the monsters... Are the monsters that harsh? I think so. Well. Damn, that's thick. That's thick. Thick. Missed. No screams. Jeez. Oh boy. (laughs) Sounds like an idiot. You're gonna really be pissed. Dude, this is haunting. Oh my god. Say it's me watching your act. End of a quiet place. Come on! Come on! I don't like this. Oh God! So we hear a huge rumble. Very foreboding. Yes. I think I'm gonna try to wait to find a way to get the audio for this. I think he farted. (laughs) Come on! Why is it taking him so long? This is amazing. 
it big? Oh shit, what is it? Oh, it's a tank. <laughs> oh. Oh. This is awful. Here come the tank. The cavalry just arrived. Literally seconds after he murdered his family. <laughs> Did they ever show the monsters in the movie? I've never actually seen the whole movie. They're oh. able to look. Look at this. These are the people that were from trapped in the store with him when they left. All fine. Wow, they left those people behind. Yes, because they they were kind of kicked out though, right? Similar. Yeah. Look, there's some of the monsters, I think. But, as always, the U.S. government has it under control. <laughs> DJT sent him in there. <laughs> and what these what creatures What a creative gone. adaptation. What did Stephen King say about it? He said he thought it was better than the ending he came up with. Oh, that's kind of cool. So Stephen King is not afraid to give a, a shout-out to an adaptation. To give yeah. it up for the troops. Because he... Uh, <laughs> He also famously hated the Stephen the, the Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Shining. <laughs> Tried to make his own version and it bombed. Damn, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. Bad day. Real bad day. Yeah, just finish him off. <laughs> They just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. 